Hello, Louisiana. I'm Kerry Martin, and this is the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast for Tuesday, October 8th of 2019. Welcome to the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast, a look at the latest news in Louisiana agriculture. Now, here's the host of the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast, Carrie Martin. A signing ceremony at the White House has put the finishing touch on the new U.S.-Japan trade agreement. Gary Crawford has more from Washington. At the White House Monday, the signing of the U.S.-Japan trade agreement, what President Trump calls a game changer for our farmers and our ranchers, providing them with significantly enhanced access to a critical foreign market. At the signing ceremony, President Trump said under the agreement, Japan will expand access to many U.S. food and ag products. And as a result, 126 million Japanese consumers will have greater access to high-quality American almonds, blueberries, corn, wine, poultry, and egg products, beef, pork, wheat, and so much more. And U.S. Trade Ambassador Robert Lighthizer said because of the lowering or elimination of Japanese tariffs on many of these products... We think we'll have substantial additional sales as a result of this. Because the agreement puts U.S. farmers on an equal footing with other countries supplying Japan with ag products. Gary Crawford for the U.S. Department of Agriculture, Washington. USDA released the latest Louisiana Crop Progress and Condition Report on Monday. It shows that cotton harvest has now hit the halfway mark at 51% done. Soybean harvest is now finishing up with 80% of the beans now out of the field. Sugarcane harvest also making good progress, 9% of the cane crop now harvested. Sweet potato harvest hitting the halfway mark, 48% of the sweet potatoes now done, and we're getting some winter wheat planting done, 3% of the wheat crop now in the ground. Here's how some of the crop condition ratings shape up. Sugarcane ratings show 7% of the crop rated excellent, 57% good, 30% fair, and 6% poor to very poor. Sweet potato ratings, 1% excellent, 61% good, 33% fair, and 5% poor. And cotton ratings show 9% of the crop rated excellent, 52% good, 33% fair, and 6% of the cotton rated poor to very poor. Now with a closer look at the 2019 Louisiana cotton crop, here's Don Molino. LSU cotton specialist Dr. Dan Fromme says the 2019 Louisiana cotton harvest is moving right along at a good clip. That could change, of course, if the weather gets cooler and wetter. But Dr. Frommie says things right now are looking good. Yeah, we're sitting here close to around October the 8th now. And uh, we estimate at this time uh, 90, 99% of the cotton fields uh, have open bowls. Uh, getting past that stage, of course. And now uh, probably about 70, 75% of the crop has been defoliated and uh, the leaves have been coming off. Uh, Right now, uh, we're looking at about 51% of the crop uh, has been harvested. And I, I tell you what, we just had excellent weather during the month of September. Not much rainfall, uh, good warm temperatures, and uh, you just couldn't ask anything better for a, a September here in Louisiana. Uh, however, you know, as of yesterday here, just the first week of uh, August, uh, parts of the state, have received anywhere from, uh, you know, as much as two to three inches 
in some parts. And of course, uh, we all know how good it feels out there right now to to us. Uh, however, these cool temperatures that uh, we're going to start to experience is is going to shut down the remainder of the crop. Uh, it's going to be harder to defoliate. And then uh, the few bowls that we're trying to open at the top, it's going to be a, be a battle as well. And of course, uh, some of the later fields, uh, the June planted fields, are, are going to it's going to be very challenging to uh, to get those bowls open with those cool temperatures and uh, and get those leaves off so you know i said we've got half the crop harvested uh it's going to be fantastic now i think the uh, the remainder of the crop is going to be be a challenge here with the cooler temperatures and then as well some more rain being forecast uh next week as well the yields uh this year have surprised me i guess i probably have uh undershot the yields for uh, for the state this year but uh you know when we get north of alexandria we're seeing a lot of reports of uh around two bales is quite common quite common as we go up uh i-49 to uh to natchitoches uh some yields being actually above two bales there but uh you know the northwest we're getting reports of uh two bales is quite common and then we're seeing some good yields even above that in the northeastern part of the state uh reports of two and a half to three bales so with that, a uh, little bit, uh, very, very pleased with the yields that have been coming across uh, so far. Uh, with that said, though, the uh, the downside uh, is the price. Uh, we just continue to uh, can't get any momentum as far as the cotton price is concerned. And then, you know, we were really happy this year having roughly about 260,000 acres of cotton planted, which is the most since 2011. But uh uh, with the prices, you know, not much uh, op- op- optimistic, uh, not being very optimistic about the cotton prices for next year. I, I think we may see a slide uh, in acres uh, as far as uh, 2020 is concerned. Of course, with the prices that we have, you know, even when you talk about making good yields, uh, you know, two and a half, three bales, you know, you're talking about uh, with our in- input cost of, you know, 800 to $900 an acre. It, it's a challenge, even with good yields, to uh, to break even. So with that said, uh, moving along, we hope we can uh, get some good weather here in October and get the, the remainder of the cotton out and uh, start making plans for the 2020 season. I'm Don Molino on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. That is a look at some of the latest news headlines in Louisiana agriculture. Remember, you can always check our website, voiceoflouisianaagriculture.com. We update that every weekday with the latest news and happenings right here in our state's agricultural industry. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to our daily e-newsletter. It's called The Daily Voice. There's a button right in the middle of our homepage. Click that button, fill out your name and email address, and we'll send The Daily Voice right to your inbox every weekday morning at 5 a.m. Now let's look at the markets on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. Snow in the forecast for the Dakotas helped to boost the corn and soybean markets today. Ted Seifert is with Zaner Ag Hedge on the trading floor in Chicago. And, and honestly, this isn't an early event. It's just the magnitude of the event, the amount of snow that we're talking about and the damage that can be done by dumping this on already wet and saturated soils. You know, we're going to be uprooting plants. Soybeans sound like they're going to be under snow for days. Uh, wow, this is going to be a mess. And, you know, you look at the potential production losses that we have from this. It's not massive, but... 
what I do think it does is it brings the production numbers back down to maybe where they were when we were talking just a few months ago when we were worried about whether we're going to make it to the finish line or not. There's a big chunk of corn in, in North Dakota that hasn't even dented yet. Uh, that's going to be a big problem. So, yes, I do believe that this is an event that will make us lose production. I, I still think the soybeans are the bigger story because soybeans are going to be under or soybeans are going to have problems with this as well. Soybeans and corn both closing higher on those weather fears. November beans up five and a quarter, nine twenty and a half. January soybeans up five and three quarters, nine thirty-five and a quarter. An even bigger jump in the corn market. December corn up eight and three quarters, three ninety-five and three quarters. March corn up seven and a half, four oh six and a half. July wheat up ten and a quarter, five sixteen and a half. Rough rice finished higher. November rice up nineteen and a half, eleven eighty-four a hundred weight. January rice up nineteen cents at twelve twelve a hundred. November sugar down thirty points, twenty-five fifty. Now with a look at the cotton market, here's Don Molino. Cotton futures down in the front months on Tuesday. The market removed China deal premium after the U.S. added more Chinese companies to a restriction list due to treatment of a minority in western China. At New York Tuesday afternoon, October cotton unchanged, 60.75. New crop December, 61.30, down 53. March cotton finished today, 62.06, down 51. The spot market price for North and South Delta, 60.82, down 51. I'm Don Molino on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. At the Oklahoma National Stockyards on Monday, feeder steers sold steady to $4 higher. Feeder heifers were $1 to $5 higher. Steer calves sold steady to 4 higher, with heifer calves selling steady to $2 higher. No sales reported yet in the fed cattle market. We do see larger show lists this week, and cattle owners are asking for higher prices. We wrapped up last week selling cattle anywhere from 107 to 109 on a live basis, 170 dressed. On the futures market, live cattle were lower, feeder cattle were higher. October live cattle down 7, 108.17. October feeder cattle up 32 at 142.02. November feeders up 32, 141.25. Nominations are now open for the Louisiana Agriculture Hall of Distinction. So what exactly is the Hall of Distinction and how do you nominate someone? We'll ask those questions to Don Molino, Farm Director of the Louisiana Radio Network, who sponsors the Hall. That's coming up next on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. As the old saying goes, close only counts in horseshoes. So why take the chance with weather information when it comes to critical decisions with your fields? It's time to experience pinpoint field-level forecasts that are 40% more accurate than the competition. Experience the DTN Ag Weather Station. With this level of information, you'll know exactly what's happening at any time in your actual fields. This allows you to plant, spray, and harvest with a new degree of precision. Head to DTN.com today to learn more. The Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. Our guest today is my broadcast partner and partner in crime on the airwaves, Don Molino of the Louisiana Radio Network. And Don, buddy, you know we're getting kind of desperate when we start interviewing each other. But uh, <laughs> well, 
I wanted to talk to you today, Don, about the Louisiana Agriculture Hall of Distinction. I know a lot of people in Louisiana agriculture may have heard of this program, but I wanted to, if you would, give us a background of how this program got started and what it's all about. It got started, I want to say, this particular program several years ago. I don't remember exactly how long ago. It has to be, oh gosh, six or eight years ago. Uh, we got together with uh, the LSU Ag Center and the Louisiana Farm Bureau and uh, the Department of Agriculture and Forestry, and we wanted to honor agriculture, individuals in agriculture who have done outstanding work for the Louisiana agriculture industry, the largest one in our state, of course. And uh, Dr. Bill Richardson, the vice president of agriculture at LSU, suggested let's call it the Louisiana Agriculture Hall of Distinction is separated from Hall of Fame and things like that, which sounded like a pretty good idea. So that's what we did. We decided to have an independent panel of judges uh, look at nominations of, of people in the agriculture industry in Louisiana. And those judges make the decision based on an application form that's filled out by people nominating friends, family, uh, themselves, whoever, uh, the nomination form can be found at Louisiana Agriculture Hall of com or at any uh, extension service office in the state. Uh, there's also a link on our uh, daily uh, Monday through Friday newsletter. The Daily Voice. The Daily Voice of Louisiana Agriculture. And all you got to do is fill out the application, follow the instructions, and get it in to uh, Dr. Bobby Swallow at the LSU Bank Center by uh, November 22nd. The actual uh, induction ceremonies will be in the spring in Baton Rouge. And it's a very simple application. Um, just, you know, name, address, and phone number, email address, and uh, reasons why you're nominating this person for the Hall of Distinction. And you can have up to three letters of recommendation to go along with the application form. And as Bobby Swallow has pointed out so many times, it's very easy. Just follow the instructions on, on the application form. Couldn't be easier. Well, of course, the purpose of this is to recognize people who have made a significant contribution to the ag industry here in Louisiana. And, of course, we do want people to nominate farmers, but it doesn't necessarily have to be farmers. It can be a, a wide variety of people who contribute to agriculture in other ways. Tell me about that. Yeah, it, it like you said, it doesn't necessarily have to be a farmer. It could be uh, someone that uh, in, in research, education, uh, they could nominate Carrie Martin. Uh, you're per, you know. <laughs> I don't think I'm you, old you, enough for that yet. <laughs> uh, age doesn't matter. It's what you've done to the contribute to Louisiana agriculture. Last year, for example, uh, Grady Coburn, Dr. Grady Coburn, who's a crop consultant from Cheneyville, uh, he was inducted. Um, he's he's a farmer too, but he's primarily a crop consultant. Um, uh, another one was uh, the late Jack Hamilton. It was a cotton farmer uh, and cotton warehouse manager from Lake Providence up in northeast Louisiana. It's an outstanding thing for the cotton industry, not only in Louisiana, but uh, the world as well. Our old buddy George LaCour from Morganza and uh, Linda Zonbreaker, who is a, uh, a rice farmer in southwest Louisiana and has contributed greatly to the rice industry in Louisiana and, again, the world. And everybody's just crazy about her. Year before last, uh, we even had a, uh, uh, a florist, a horticultural specialist 
from uh, the Hammond area was inducted. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a farmer, but someone who has done something outstanding or what you feel is outstanding for the Louisiana agriculture industry, forestry, aquaculture, uh, cotton farming, soybeans, corn, wheat, whatever. Uh, anybody connected with the uh, Louisiana agriculture industry is eligible to be nominated. And like I say, the uh, ceremony themselves would be held um, March, I want to say March 22nd in Baton Rouge. And you mentioned that last year you had the late Jack Hamilton, so that you can also make posthumous uh, nominations as well for those who are no longer with us. Yes. Um, anybody that has been, had anything to do with Louisiana agriculture, no matter when or where, is more than eligible to be nominated for the Hall of Distinction. And there's no limit on the number of people that are inducted each year. Uh, I think one year we had two. Several years we've had three. A couple of years we had four. So it, it all depends on the nomination form and what the judges feel is the best of those people nominated. This program, the Louisiana Agriculture Hall of Distinction, is sponsored by the company you work for, the Louisiana Radio Network, uh, the company I work for, the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation, as well as the LSU Ag Center the Louisiana Department of Agriculture and Forestry, so it is definitely a big team effort across all of Louisiana agriculture with a lot of support. Oh, gosh, yeah. Uh, like I say, we came together several years ago. I wish I could remember offhand exactly how long ago. And we all agreed this is something that, that needs to be done. And it's been very, very successful. Uh, the uh, attendance at the uh, banquet itself has increased every year. As a matter of fact, last year we had to have extra space at the last minute because so many people were responding and, and coming to the induction ceremonies. So it's something that's, that's just a way of, to honor Louisiana agriculture uh, more so than it already is. This is something that needs to be done. It needs to be Agriculture needs to be thanked every day, and we don't do that enough. And I've literally met people who think groceries come from the back of Albertsons or 7-Eleven. Doesn't work that way, people. It starts with somebody putting a seed in the ground and watching it grow and hoping that it grows. And Insects don't get it. Weeds don't choke it out. The weather doesn't drown it. It's just a, a hard profession that needs a lot of recognition and a lot of thanks. There's no saying if you ate today, thank a farmer. And I try to do that every day. Don Molino, Farm Director for the Louisiana Radio Network. Thanks so much for the info, Don. Anytime, Carrie. That's what we're here for. And again, if you would like to nominate someone for the Louisiana Agriculture Hall of Distinction, you can get the nomination form two places. You can go to the website, LouisianaAgricultureHallOfDistinction.com, and download it there, or you can go to any parish LSU Ag Center Extension office and get that nomination form. The deadline for sending it in is November 22nd, so about a month and a half from now. We need to get that in, but go ahead and do it now so you don't forget. Fill out that application and recognize someone worthy of recognition here in Louisiana agriculture. Well, that wraps up our podcast for Tuesday, October 8th of 2019. Now, we will not have a podcast tomorrow, Wednesday the 9th. I need to take that day off, 
but we'll be back with you on Thursday. In the meantime, be sure to connect with us on social media. We're on both Facebook and Twitter. The handle is at Voice of LA Ag. We'll see you Thursday right here on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. Thanks for listening to the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. This podcast is produced by Kerry Martin and the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. For more information, be sure to check out our website, voiceoflouisianaagriculture.org and lafarmbureau.org.